beautiful day out today. It's spring in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> right on the radio voice on Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. You'll pay for the whole podcast, but you'll only need the edge. You'll only need the edge. Welcome, everybody. It's time for the Destruct Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's season, what we are tentatively calling season three of the podcast. It's the third year of the website. It's the third year of the website. Which is great. We took a brief break. We took a few weeks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had personal engagements that had to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, things like that. Nothing illegal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to do a short stint in, uh, in juvie. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. That was all right. But other than that, being a 30-year-old man, I don't know how you were in juvie. <laughs> I tricked him into letting me in the juvie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, you kids ever smoked mescaline? <laughs> you, you had him on a ball. <laughs>
Full disclosure, I hate the comedy in those games. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, that's right. And like, well, this continues to not be fucking funny. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really see many attempts at uh, all of the talking. I mean, I guess. The entire time, it's like, hey, I'm the big soldier guy coming at you, man. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I guess I just don't pay attention to that that much. And I'm not accused of being like a snob about a lot of things. But yeah. My number one thing I'm a snob about is fucking comedy. It's true. I, I am a snob about comedy as well, but uh, I don't know. It, just, I, it, didn't, it didn't like irritate me, I guess. Uh, I played most of the sniper, uh, the marquee dude, um, and he was alright. I played the big guy with the chain gun because yeah, I like playing that heavy in Team Fortress. Sure. And he was annoying as fuck. Yeah, and that Montana that guy. He's, he's, uh, he's got the wood carving animations and all that jazz. Well, and, and here's the thing, we haven't seen everything out of that game yet, but I do have one serious concern. If you're going to try to make that game a MOBA, yeah. those games have like a hundred characters in them. Yeah. That doesn't seem to have anywhere near a hundred characters in <laughs> No, it's not. Because they had five dudes and we had the same five dudes, and I was like, this doesn't uh, seem sick. You do unlock characters as you play the beta, uh, which is interesting. Alright! Well, which we, like, when I was playing over Brian, this was over my friend Brian. Brian. And I don't need there to be a hundred! Sure. But like thirty? Yeah. So, they, yeah. so you have to stagger your characters? <laughs> yeah. Something. Something, yeah, yeah. And, and not just visual treatments, they need to actually play different. Right. And that's kind of the thing that you bump up against. Like, yeah, you can have a melee-only character. Yeah, you can have a healer. But for the most part, you've got guys with guns. Right. Yeah. It's hard to have that kind of variety when you're making it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, you, you, you just you have your team-based play or whatever. Your melee guys, you have the healer on them all the time. Um, uh, they're pretty wily. Uh, most of the melee characters that I play, I play the dude with two red swords. Uh, one point, um, I forget which one that is, uh, but the guy with two red swords and everything, and he's pretty, you can get around guys pretty quickly, and they can't turn back around. Yeah. Sure, so, um, well, I, I, you know, in, in the speed differences and things like that, those were even present in something like Team Fortress, where the scout was incredibly fast yeah. compared to the rest of the characters in that game, because that's what he was, but he, he was almost basically un unequipped. He had that short shotgun and the baseball bat, and that's about it. Right. And, you know, that's kind of how you played that game. Sorry, my dog's being weird. All the windows are open, so she's seeing other people walk their dogs. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad to hear that some people are high on Battle Born, and I hope it comes out in this fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah. I would say Overwatch looks to be the game that would be the better of those. Because, A, I agree. It's, it's built off of when they were building that Titan MMO, yeah. the successor to World of Warcraft. Yeah. That's what this is built off of, is the tools that they built for Titan. Right. So this game has actually been in development in some way, shape, or form for about seven years. Right. So it looks like they understand what a universe for this is. Mm -hmm. It looks like they are putting together a good game. Yeah. My question is, oh, you end up bumping against this. Is there going to be enough content in it if that's the whole game? Yeah. You know, it's... It's the thing that people crucified Titanfall for when it first launched. Sure. Was there was not enough game there, sure. given that that was basically multiplayer only. Yeah. And yeah, there were quite a few different kinds of you know Titans for you to pick. Yeah. And but for the most part, everything I used until the end of that game was the stuff they gave you at the very beginning. Yeah. The stuff I unlocked in the first two hours was what I used for the, the hundred and something hours I played. 
I, I think it has an advantage on Titan, on specifically the Titanfall thing, uh, because of the different uh, ways you can play with the characters. Uh, so, you know, like, if I don't like how that guy plays, or if I just want to experiment with somebody else, that's possible uh, as well. Oh, um, and, but, yeah. And not to derail you there, uh, but, you know, they did officially come out and acknowledge publicly with a teaser video yeah. Titanfall 2 is a real thing, yeah. and those mechs have motherfucking swords. Yeah, they got swords! Applause! Applause for Titanfall! You got me. You got swords on your necks! I, you know what I like? I like robots. I like swords. I like robots with swords. Yeah. Let's do this. It's the only good part of Avatar, is that one guy's mech with the big fuck-off mic on it. You know you're not wrong. You know you're not wrong. Steven Lang. Alright. Uh, but yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down for, down for some, uh, down for some little watch. Can't wait to play that. Uh, other games that I played, I played some, uh, simplistic games. I played some, I forget the name of one, so I'm gonna skip it. Uh, I played a simplistic game called Speedrunner, uh, that was really super fun. Uh, you ever played that? No. Uh, it was super cool. You got all these different characters, and basically you're just trying to outrun everybody else. It's, it's a racing game, but, if you're all right, I'm in. If you, it's 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 a running game. I apologize. It's not. It's not like a court track run. So you, you're, it's two D. And oh, so it's an infinite runner. It's an infinite runner, uh, but it's not infinite. But it, it's it's because uh, you have to like you actually have control. It's not track. You don't, uh, you don't have track. Uh, but you're going through these uh, these two D environments that goes around like a circuit, right? So it's like you go up these things and you can wall jump and stuff like that. Move across. Does it feel areas. like in? It's possible. Like the oh yeah, it, 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 does it feel like N? It doesn't feel like N. It feels it feels smoother than N. So you like N? It, it, it's a little smoother. There's more momentum than N. It's like with N, you have to like really get a lot of yeah. momentum before because of missiles. It's supposed to be hard. Uh, with this, it's easy to climb. Okay. Easy to wall jump. Uh, you got a little, little grappling hook too. So um, it's one of those like don't stop for nothing. Basically, yeah, just, just run, run, run. You'll pick up weapons along the way. Is that a browser game or is that a Steam game? It's Steam. You can get on Steam. It's on Xbox as well, I believe. Really? Xbox and what do you get out of What do you mean? Five bucks, ten bucks. Uh, I want to say it's ten dollars. I want to say it's ten on my game. Uh, I could be dead wrong on that. Uh, could be fifteen. It's pretty popular. Um, but um, uh, but what's really cool is that you basically just keep running. But if you hit the edge of the screen, you die. So if somebody's getting ahead of you and you hit the edge of that screen on the other end, then mm. you die. And so you get the concert. Yeah, basically. So you get the I'm concert. climbing this waterfall and my brother fucking hates it. Exactly. But it's really super fast and I remember when this game was out in beta, it didn't look that great. Uh, now it's like all souped up and crazy and they got all these crazy characters in it and, and they all play the same. But you know, they just all look. There's like a blue, there's a blue guy, a red guy, and a black guy and they're all so you can differentiate between them. But it's one game. It's just power. Basically. Yeah, but they all have like different looks. Like uh, like the speedrunner guy has one of those. Uh, the black guy is called Speedrunner. That's his name. And he's got one of those, um, uh, those cone helmets that the, that the speedwalkers wear. Okay. Those, yeah. those weird ass things. Yeah, yeah like um, speed skaters wear those. Yeah, things. exactly. There's a guy in a shark suit. He's the blue guy, and he's just like everything. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> Basically, he'll make like shark runs and stuff. I yeah, know, I don't even talk that much, but uh, uh, there's a guy with there's a mariachi dude with skull head. That's always great. It's always good to have a mariachi guy. So, um, 
Yeah. One of my favorite things for uh, Call of Duty Ghost was in one of the yeah. DLCs that one of the uh, yeah. special murder call-ins that yeah. you could do yeah. was you turned into this mariachi guy <laughs> that would just lay waste to everybody. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, man. I saw Call of Duty Ghost, the hardened edition that came in the season pass yeah. today on Best Buy for like $11. Yeah. That was $120. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we ever want to be clickbaity, uh, we could probably do a top 10 mariachi <laughs> characters. Because there's a lot of one per page, you gotta click through, lots, lots of ads. Lots of ads, click through each one, gotta do that. Um, you, won't, you won't believe what happens next. You won't believe number two. Oh man. Number seven will blow your mind. Went, oh, when this happened, I yeah. cried. I cried. I lost it. Best news I heard all week was we had about a $5.5 million drop of love. I am super happy about that. Uh, well, so how many, like, <laughs> look at this kitten videos are we going to go for? Because fuck BuzzFeed, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't dislike it as much as Gawker. There's a few, like, Gawker's horrible, because BuzzFeed is just, like, fluff. Gawker's garbage. Like, that's, like, TMZ. I respect a lot of the guys that work for Kotaku. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when it comes to most of the other Gawker sets, not that. Jezebel, all those pressure. Jalopnik, though. Together, right. They're okay. They're just hanging out, like fucking talking about cars. Like, you know, you know what rips? You know rips? Cars. That's awesome. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I can tell these guys. Yeah, okay. They're like cars. Yeah. Okay. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Oh, yeah. Speedrunner. Go check that game out. It's fun. It's fun game. Uh, there was another one where you like clean dust off of the. What was it called? I gotta look that up. You got dust. It, it is. It's, it's like it's like you're like you're all like a bunch of ninja janitors, but. The whole point of it is to like clean the clean the surface area of every piece of the surface, but you kind of kind of like speedrunners, uh, speedrunners well. You have to like get to optimize all your movements to get rid of it as quickly as possible. And it's uh, all time based, and, uh, you know, time based games. So that's all. Awesome. Hey, big bet. Yeah, pretty good. I spent some time in three different VR headsets. Yeah. So yeah. different ones. Yeah. So you had an Oculus, a Vive, and a Gear VR. There you go. Cool. So two Oculus products, yeah. brought to you by Facebook, yeah. and the HTC Vive, okay. powered by Valve Technologies. Yeah. Um, How's the hype going? We're all right. Don't go buy one. <laughs> they're okay. No, they're, they're actually really cool. They're fascinating. It's. Do you remember when you were a kid and like? The kid down the street was the one who had the Sega CD, he had the 32X, he had the 3DO, yeah, yeah. he had the Neo Geo. Those kids have like just always got the virtual boy, whatever weird thing it was. Yeah, they yeah. had that thing. Right. And I would love to be a kid and to have my friends that I have now that have these VR headsets and be like, I'm just going to come over for a couple hours and think we're having a weird thing. <laughs> and here's the, the most telling thing that I can tell you about. Two of the three products. The gear, the, the, the gear VR things, whatever. It's fine. Right. Uh, it works. Uh, that's the best thing I can say is go to an AT&T store or a, a Verizon store or whatever. Put that thing on. Yeah. And just goof around. It, it works. Yeah. And it looks okay. Right. It's not the same ballpark, but it's like a headset shroud for a cell phone you're going to buy anyway, so it's like 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. I think last week they were like giving him a blanket. <laughs> that's how he ended up with one. He went out and bought the new, like, S7 Edge or whatever, sure. and they're like, here's this fucking free thing, and you go, okay? Um, <laughs> Alright, sure. So yeah, I goofed around with that thing, it, it's cool, but, uh, you know, Oculus 
and Vive. Mm-hmm. They have one real problem. Yeah. They, and it's where I think that the PlayStation VR could potentially succeed in a specific market. I know we've talked a ton about VR this year already, but I, I've actually laid hands on all this shit yet. Sure. Other than the PlayStation VR. Sure. Um, but the way that the PlayStation VR can succeed quickly, as opposed to where the Vive and the Oculus are more of a long sell, is that they have a first-party developer that is invested upon this platform being incredibly successful, or they use a shitload of R&D money. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Oculus and the Vive are from companies that are looking to sell you hardware, and then other people will support it with software. Right. So you got something like PlayStation who's willing to sell you the unit, potentially at a loss, mm-hmm. where it's 400 bucks as opposed to six or $800. Right. You know, so they're potentially going to be selling you this device for less money in hopes that you'll buy a lot of their compelling software. So it's in their best interest to come up with fucking awesome games. Yeah, yeah. And almost everything that I played on both of those devices, it's like, huh, that was kind of cool for like 10 minutes. Yeah. How much was that? That was $40. Right. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> like job simulator. It's one of the coolest things that I've ever played in my life. For 20 minutes. Wow. I don't know if I would ever want to play it again. I would like to. No. But I'm not going to pay you bucks to do it. All right. Job Simulator. Have you seen anything about this? I have heard about it. But I'm okay. Sorry. I'll give you the quick sell on Job Simulator. And after I do this, I want you to go watch a bunch of footage on Job Simulator. It's nuts. Okay. Uh, specifically, watch the giant bomb step of this. Okay. They had a real good time with this fucking thing. <laughs> um, all right. So basically, Job Simulator is... Aliens come down in, uh, from the fu- in the future, we're all dead. They start digging up all this archaeological shit on what human life was like. Yeah. So this is like, I think it's like 2030 is what it's said or whatever. And basically, this job simulator is like, think of it as like a museum that you can go to. It's like, we're an alien species. What was it like to be a human? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, the first level of you sitting in a cube. Right. And where... Aliens only speak binary, mm-hmm. so there's two buttons on the keyboard, but one of them is a one of them is a one. And then there's just all kinds of stuff that you would associate with being a normal office-related thing, but they don't understand how any of it works. <laughs> so it's just there in structure. They right. understand that the things had to be completed, but they didn't get how they were completed. Right, yeah. So, like, you know, in your trash can, there's a fucking, uh, there's a rotten donut, so you pick it up and it's all covered in mold, and you eat it and you throw it. Yeah. Okay? Uh, well, then you can, like, take the donut, pull it out, put it in your copy machine, close the copy machine, and make more rotten donuts. <laughs> And you can throw at people and stuff. That's great. And the thing you have to know about the vibe is that it's got the room scale uh, environment. Room scale is it's got all these sensors around your room, and you have to have like a you know seven foot by seven foot open area where you just walk around. Yeah. And so I'm walking around this cubicle, taking steps, grabbing things, yeah. and throwing them around yeah. with these little touch controllers that they have. It's real compelling. It is real funny at times. And, you know, like, people will come by and, you know, they'll, you know, they'll say things to you and you need to be incredibly fucking rude back to them. Right, yeah. yeah the next level, you're working in a restaurant and it's like, I don't know, like, all right, so this guy wants eggs and bacon. So I just took an egg and threw it on the grill and didn't do anything. And then just threw bacon on there and scooped it up, threw it in the trash, pulled it back out of the trash and gave it to me. And he was like, all right, thanks. <laughs> had no idea. That was awesome. Yeah. I completed that task. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real funny. So it's like, 
You don't. You just have to basically, in the most menial way, complete the task that you are given, regardless of how ridiculously it's accomplished. Octodad. Here's the difference between that and Octodad is that in Octodad, you are doing your best to yeah. complete a task as well as you can with the controls and the body that you're given. Yeah. My favorite experiences of Job Simulator yeah. were purposefully obfuscating the experience to a point where I'm like, this is out of fucking control, you guys. Uh, Just do whatever you can to make this even more uh, opaque and esoteric as possible. And there's one other game, and I can't remember what it's called. Um, I'm, it, it's the Valve game that comes with it. I think it's like their right? Valve Arcade or whatever it's called. Sure. sure. Um, where uh, you can, the best game in it is basically Angry Birds, but you're right. shooting these personality spheres from Portal. Yeah. Oh man, some of those are good. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, the game itself is not funny. Right. But all the personality spheres are hilarious. Okay. So you grab them and you're like, you put them in here and then you start pulling the thing back. And it's yapping at you the whole time. I was, I almost fell over and I was laughing so hard at what some of these things are saying. So there's some good stuff in VR. As I said last time, I think we talked about, these aren't the thing yet. We're getting close. Yeah, getting close to it. Um, but, you know, is, is close going to be enough? For this to survive, to the price has to be yeah, and that's another place where I think PlayStation VR makes a more compelling argument. Yeah, uh, because you know to to play an Oculus, to play a Vive, you need a PC that baseline is around a thousand dollars. Right. Realistically, is going to be more expensive than a thousand dollars in a lot of cases. Yeah. Uh, if you're buying a pre-built PC, sure, um, and then. You're buying these headsets that are six hundred to eight hundred dollars. Uh, you know, I think getting a three hundred fifty dollar PS3 and this four hundred dollar headset, yeah. you're still less than just the PC itself. Yeah. And if it if it does supply an experience that's close to as good but has better games, that's all that matters. It's true. It's true. Uh, and from what I've heard about that PlayStation VR, the one complaint that I have heard is that uh, all the things that are directly in your line of sight are perfectly focused and things off to the side start losing like kind of focus in a sense that like it's like they were channeling their resources for what you're going to be staring at and everything else was almost kind of focused right to the side because they get to not use those resources to render them sure so your field of vision feels a little tight right yeah. but in the grand scheme of things i don't know how much that's going to matter right yeah. um but yeah it, it, these things are cool. Yeah. Do they run the risk of being, um, that's a big truck running by. Yep. Uh, do they run the risk of being, um, uh, like, uh, what's the freaking game? Guitar Hero? Do they run the risk of being an instrument type, uh, thing that they'll just gather dust for a while? Oh, oh, well, I think if you're somebody who's an early adopter, I do believe that this device will gather dust for a while. Uh, and, you know, there are people out there who, depending on whatever the thing is, they're always the early adopter. Buy the iPhone yeah. when it comes out on day one, yeah. and then find out, oh, somebody's been. Oh, yeah. You know, and, but that's just what you pay for being an early adopter. You know, I went out and paid 500 bucks for an Xbox, and then 300 bucks for it. Yeah. 
That's why Christ is being an early adopter. Yeah. And as we'll talk about here in a little bit, the PlayStation 4 came out 400 bucks, yeah. and now there's a PlayStation Neo that's apparently coming out this year that's going to have significantly better hardware that will output it in 4K and run games at better frame rates. Yeah. That's the price you pay for being an early adopter. Sure. You know, and uh, my price for being an early adopter of Wii U is that I don't Wii U. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's the price. That was the price. Having a Wii U. That was it. That was the price. <laughs> oh, Wii U. I'm back to never touching that thing. You're back to never touching it again? Yeah. I got games going up now. They have stuff going up now? Mario Maker and Splatoon were kind of hit. Yeah, but I thought they got this stuff coming out now. Uh, I hear about Star Wars. No. Uh, but the Zelda's coming out. Yeah. I played the Twilight Princess HD, and, and yeah. I have a very strong opinion that that Zelda will uh, be at launch on NX. Oh, yeah. I will own NX. Yeah. Uh, especially if half those rumors turn out to be true or wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's truly open world, I'll be well, I'm talking about the NX as, oh, the as NX a system. As an actual system. Uh, I, I want the culmination of this whole process of a home system that is also a portable also in one, uh, where you buy one game and it is two games. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you it's, take it on the go, it's just a slightly lower resolution version of that. It makes too much fucking sense. It makes too much sense, and that's what we all thought the Wii U was going to be when we first saw it. Um, so I don't know why I didn't... And I, I love the idea that you know, somebody said, well... Well, how you play it on the go? It's still got a screen and a controller, and it's going to do the two-screen stuff still on your main TV with the controller. I'm like, that still works perfectly. You make the thing have two screens, so the clamshell shut, so it doesn't yeah. scratch itself whenever right. you're taking it anywhere. Yeah. And then whenever you open it and you're at home and play it on your TV, yeah. you can either do the single-screen experience by yeah. having it both uh, be like it is when it's affordable, mm-hmm. where you can have it just be one screen here and one, uh, one on your actual TV, and it's still dual-screen. Yeah. It all works on these two things. Yeah. I mean, just put a DS. LCD screens are so cheap at this point. Yeah. Just put a DS in your hands. That's it. That's what that is. That's it. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And for um, multiplayer, yeah. think about it. Since it's just sending a stream of data to this portable device, sure. what if my new 3DS XL was sitting around was my player 2 controller? Right. Yeah. There you go. That, to me, that's, that's, that's how uh, Smash Brothers with, uh, with a 3DS playing with Wii U works. Yeah, yeah. It just sends a video signal to your 3DS. Yes, yeah. And you're just playing. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, I, but yeah, what else you Um, that's, uh, I think it's roundabout, uh, it's roundabout all I've been playing. So, um, if I think of something else, I'll let you know. Okay. I'm pretty sure I've heard something else, but I can't think of it. So. Alright, do you want me to talk about what I've been playing first? Or since we broke the topic a few times, you want to talk about this PlayStation? I, you know what? I've played a few more games than I want to talk about. We played? I played uh, Anomia, uh, which is an interesting one. Uh, very simple, very simple party game. You can play it anywhere. Uh, comes with a whole bunch of decks. Decks with different colors, you know, different color cards. Dexterity. Dexterity. Um, uh, but it has a whole bunch of decks. You basically just pile them out, however many players you have, and you make sure there's a deck near every player, right? Um, so. All you do is you flip it over, and there'll be a symbol on the card, whether it be like two wavy lines, a diamond, a circle, so there's always a, and a category, such as uh, an 80s movie, or uh, just literally says 80s movie, or um, a type of exercise, you know, or a popular diet, that's the category, basically. 
And you, as you go around the table flipping over cards, if you flip over a card that has a matching symbol to anybody else, so if you both have a diamond, you have to say out loud uh, something in the category of what they have, not what you have, what they have. So uh, if I were if I were to flip over and it has a diamond, and there's a diamond on the board that's like, oh, type of uh, uh, type of Indian food, I'd have to say curry before they could say whatever mine is, which is you know um, a dog breed or something, corgi. So I have to say that, and then I get that card. And that's that's it. that's literally the whole game. Uh, then there's like little wild cards thrown in to where like, and it gets like it, it gets. As it goes along, it gets insane because you stack cards. So then, when that card goes away, that card beneath it is now in play. So if it matches another one that's on the board now, you have to defend it, or they can take it. You know, see what I'm saying? So it gets kind of crazy. And then, and then there's a then there's a wild card that make certain symbols the same as other symbols. So like now, the equal symbol is the same as a circle. So they match now. So if anybody has a circle, you circle and they have equal, you can do that. So. Uh, it's all pretty insane. I like to hear about adult board games that yeah. are not centered around the idea of lying. Lying, I know, right? Because that's the, that's the basis for a lot of them. And uh, they're boring. Uh, they're boring. Yeah. Um, the Resistance, when I played it like three years ago, was Yeah. yeah. At this point, I don't know. The, the, last, the last one that I played it was uh, with Battlestar the Rock. Uh, and it was based around the fact that one of these is a side. Based around the idea that Trisha Helfer is hot. So that's an easy game. <laughs> Guess what? We all win. <laughs> we all win when she is. Also played uh, another cool game called Popcorn. Uh, it's pretty great. Uh, you basically just have these little uh, little square cards. Um, you pour hot butter on them. You pour, pop, pour hot butter on them and you pop it up. It's delicious. No, it's movie trivia. Uh, but you have, you basically start off with two cards, there's four categories, it's uh, story, character, cast, and quotes. Uh, each card will be a movie, um, and it will have a quote, characters, cast, and the story of the, of the movie on it. Uh, color-coded red, yellow, blue, and green. Um, anybody, someone draws a card, and they're, they're not in the round, because they're drawing a card, and they have uh, the person to the right of that, the, the person to the left of that person, it's their turn. So they get to pick out of the two cards that they have, two face-up cards they have, if they have a story card and a character card, they get to pick whether they hear the story or the character. So, from the card. Uh, however, anybody with, say I say, okay, I want to hear characters, right? If anybody else has characters, like, in their pool, they can shout out the answer, and then they will hit the answer. Them, they'll get that card with their pointer. So it's pretty fun. And then you go until you've answered, you've answered uh, for each one of the categories. So basically, you get four in a row and you win. I'm pretty good at this kind of thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty good. I did pretty well. I, I, I was on the brim, not winning, but uh, I was on the brim. And we played code names. Code names. Uh, I'm not going to explain code names all that much. Uh, basically, your team of spies. Blue team, red team. And I'm a liar. Yeah. No lies. No lies. No lies. Oh, I don't believe you. No lies. Absolutely no lies. Maybe you're lying to me right now. No, there's no lies. You're still playing code I'm existing in your code game. It was in the right boss's house. Was your mission? That was my mission. Is that right? No, no. There's there's red team and blue team, and there's a grid of five cards. Uh, um, grid of five cards with random words on it. Each one of those words is code name. Um, 
the two spy masters, one for red, one for blue, has the master card that tells you in that grid of five which cards are blue cards, which cards are red cards, which ones are innocent bystanders, and which one is the assassin. Assassin and the game. You die. Um, but uh, you basically have to get them to pick all the red cards. If you're on the red team, they have to pick up all the red cards. But all you can do is give them one clue that associates the words. In so, so what you would do is you give them a one-word clue, like, say, like, uh, random words, princess and crown and throne on there, which are three words that I come across. If I were to say royalty, three. So you can give the number of how many cards that is associated with, and the, those are the cards that, they, that you want them to pick out. So you say royalty three. However, that's two words. I think you say no, one word. You say one word, but then you can associate the associated ah, with the okay. But the code name is just, uh, you can say three, five, and you associate with Because that's how many guesses you get. Royalty three is also my new rock band. It is a good rock band. It's a good rock band. Uh, so you said royalty, two, or whatever. However, uh, there could be a red, an opposite card, a blue card, that is also like king or something, and you don't want to pick that because that's their card and it's automatically into turn. So you have to kind of like really think about what you want your stuff to be. But there's no line, you know? absolutely. So yeah, still three games. Actually, you can lie in the game. And there, there's actually built-in rules in which like, like, because there are certain ways that you can like, like you're not allowed to answer like, like rhyming something. You can't do rhymes, you can't do like a letter, like the letter F or something like that, like F. Like that's not because it's like a bunch of words. You can't do that. Uh, but, so you can't cold read something. I'm thinking of This is the money. The money, the money, the money is safe. The money is safe. I feel like we've talked about COVID. We have, yeah, we've talked about COVID. But no, um, but what's fun is that any one of those rules can in fact be broken if no one else notices. The only way one of the rules actually is infringed upon and you give a bad clue is if the opposing team calls you on it. So you can actually break the rules of the game, but only if somebody doesn't call you on it. Oh, so it's like playing so, Euchre. Basically, yeah. It's, it's just like if, you, if, you, like, you know, if they're not listening, then they're all like, yeah, I'm going to just go. Yeah. And they don't know what it was. Like, if they didn't call you on it, it's perfectly fine. It's perfectly okay. So that's fun. My favorite song is Axel F. Axel F. That was the board games I played. They were fun. Cool. Uh, so, yeah. What did you play, Ross? What did you play? Alright. Um, Alright, so since the last time we did this, I completed my time with Tom Clancy's The Division. Uh, I played that game about halfway through and said, yo, this ain't for me. Yeah. Um, that game also, they released the incursions, which are like their versions of the raid, which actually sounds like it's more like their version of the Nightfalls from Destiny, <laughs> which also sounds like it's less than Nightfall from Destiny and more Horde. Yeah. So they're making a big deal about having a Horde mode that almost every game has. Yeah. Uh, it's also incredibly broken to the point where Alright, so everybody found out how to take this hour and a half long thing and grind it. Yeah. And cheese the boss and kill him through clipping in like four minutes. Right. So everybody did this thing like a whole shitload of times. Yeah. And has 
the ultimate gear in the game because he's guaranteed to drop an epic for you every single time. So everybody's got the best gear in the game. So all the if you're somebody who's trying to just naturally enjoy that game and have fun with it, all these people have done now since they've got the best gear in the game, they just go to the dark zone and murder everybody. <laughs> so guess what? Unless you're willing to cheese that game, you might as well not play it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So I got lucky. Yeah. Uh, since I was trading that game back in, within like a week of it coming out, sure. um, I went and picked up Trackmania Turbo. Okay. Um, You're playing that. Yeah, I played a lot of that. <laughs> Trackmania Turbo is a is the latest in a long-running series of time trial-style arcade racing games. So, if, if you remember a game called Stunts, for the uh, yeah. for the PC back in the 80s, it's a lot like that. Yeah. It's got a full course builder, so there's a, an unlimited amount of courses that you can conceivably be building and playing in this game across a total of four environments. There's Canyon, uh, Valley, uh, Roller Coaster Lagoon, and Stadium, which were uh, which were level environments that were present in Trackmania 2. Right. So what uh, what Trackmania Turbo is, is it's kind of like the consolidation but also streamlining of Trackmania 2 to make it one consumable package that's only 40 bucks. Right. So the nice thing was with all the uh, you know my trade bonus and my power-up card and uh, you know discount for being an employee and trade right. value and all this other shit, I walked out paying 26 cents for Trackmania Turbo. <laughs> I've never been happier in my entire fucking life. <laughs> 26 cents for this game. So yeah, I, I played a whole heck of a lot of, uh, of Trackmania since then. Um, I strongly recommend there is a demo available. It's only like five tracks out of 200 that are in this game. Uh, go check that thing out. It's real damn cool. Yeah. Um, it's missing a lot of stuff that Trackmania purists would stand on the mountaintops and scream about how important it was. Sure. But I don't necessarily think that it is truly missing anything that's about the identity of that game. What a lot of people really liked um, about Trackmania when it was on the PC and it was fucking weird was that you could host your own custom servers with your own custom tracks and it's like, I've got all these porn gifts as textures and shit. Or, like, all the soundtrack is like a dubstep remix of Shares Believe. And that's cool, don't get me wrong. Playing is it, is that cool? Oh, it's awesome. Here's a dubstep version of the Jurassic Park, uh, Park theme. Right. Here's a, a trance remix of the Murder, She Wrote theme song. Like, good shit in that, man. You know, here's, yeah, here's every John Williams song from Star Wars, but completely, really tripped out in some kind of techno remix fashion. Um, so yeah, those games are really weird. Um, but in this, they've done a really good job of taking that experience. On consoles, this game is 100 player multiplayer. On PC, I think it supports 200. Okay. Um, and since this is a time trial game, it's all ghosts. Um, but you'll start there. I think every level you get. Five to seven minutes. Uh, I think depending on the length of it, uh, based on what the the par time is, right. between five and seven minutes. Yeah. So you got five to seven minutes to make as many runs as you want. Yeah. If you want to go back to the previous checkpoint, you have to try and run. If you want it, it's like trials, the, right. the motorcycle game. Yeah. Uh, or if you want to go all the way back to the beginning, hit the circle button. So you're just jamming this thing through there, and there's no load time. You're right. just going. Go, 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 go. And it's it's super fast. It's super good. And dude. Going through a turn and knowing you fucked up because you're near the head of the pack and you skip a turn just a little bit with your rear bumper and then 
What? Yeah, it, like, it does, it's the old Microsoft, like the Snoop logo thing. It's yeah, the Microsoft yeah. Game Studios. And as it goes to complete the bottom swoosh out of that, yeah. it'll lock for a second. <laughs> oh, weird. But it doesn't lock the game up. Like, no, but it just it hangs for a second, like right in the middle of their logo. Right, yeah. You think they would have focused on getting their logo out. <laughs> yeah, it's like Bink Media or something. Fuck that. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the guys in the sound design, who cares? Oh, yeah. Speed Tree's logo doesn't look right. Fuck that. You have to shit on Speed Tree. That's uh, middleware. I'm, I'm making jokes about middleware. Right. Nobody's getting these jokes. Nobody's getting it. Uh, it's, it's so much so Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no reason. Yeah, my, my video game mind is uh, it's a yeah. dark place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I came through, uh, I, I ran through that uh, uh, in pretty short order. I had a really good time on it. That game looks really great. Those, the cinematics that they paid all that damn money for. Man, those things are good. Yeah. Those things are good. Yeah. And, uh, oh, if, you're, if you haven't played Halo's anniversary and you want to, there's a really dumb achievement that actually is kind of cool. Yeah. But once every level, click the back button to get the old graphics, because there's no oh, yeah. for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what I really like doing, that I was worried was going to crash the game at one point, because that game's still kind of shallow and put together in a lot of ways, is uh, during the really high quality cinematics that they put in there, yeah. it's still hit the back button and go back to the old rendered in game engine ones. Sure. Whoa, that shit's weird. <laughs> Whoa, man. Uh, like, I, I remember somebody like talking about like how they. Like it's so like it's so bizarrely different because like you know you don't you don't have the same lighting like no. the old one. So uh, what's the what's the black character uh, that's in the middle of the game? Sarge. Yeah. Yeah. Sarge. Uh, like they. No. Uh, Sergeant Johnson. Sergeant Johnson. So, uh, Sergeant Johnson. Like they, they would like look on him. It's like it's like here he is back in the day. And he's like way darker to him. It's like yeah. And now they're brighten him up a little bit, and it's just like, it's because lighting is a thing. Yeah, it's like, well, what's really funny is that, uh, for Johnson specifically, yeah. um, the character that they had do the performance capture with him is not the guy who recorded the voice. Oh, okay. And you can tell by looking at the guy who does the performance capture that that guy has a little bit of a list. Oh. And Johnson, his voice actor doesn't. Oh, really? That's weird. Because you know, like, the way that somebody will, like, when their mouth is all the way open, the way that their tongue sits in their palate. And I know this is a minor thing, but I like that. Every time he talks, I just stared into his mouth and went, like, what are you doing? You should have a lisp. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, the, 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 there was, like, some almost semi-controversy over it, but then people were just, like, it's the same palate. Like, like, it's just a, a better lip palate. Yeah. I guarantee it's the same texture they use. They, they just, it's an updated pastoral texture. <sighs> I, I don't know. I didn't look at him and feel like, well, I went and white at this man. I didn't feel like that. I just thought, like, could have found a voice actor whose mouth moved like this guy's would. Shouldn't have got that. Stop it up, Marie! You know, like, something like, give me one of those. Now that, stop it up, Marie! Stop You should be listening. I feel like you're <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you Shark and up Maggot. Wait a minute. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Then I played through three and I'm uh, on the second to last stage of four. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, and I guess I'll play through one. Um, but yeah, those, that collection came out okay. Fine. Okay. It's whatever. Fine. Uh, Fine. Yay! Good, good job. Two years later. Microsoft getting a win. Two years later, you shrug your shoulders through this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, 
it's no wonder that that's uh, Years of War Ultimate Edition that they released last year was just one game. With one game. Go for it. That Gears of War 4 manuscript. Yeah. Uh, codes are going out for that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't got my code yet, so I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. hopefully they give me one of those. Yeah. Hopefully they do. Because uh, I want to play that. Yeah. The stuff they've like, shown on that game looks real good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I- I'm not saying, like, gameplay wise, if you don't like Gears, it's not going to change your mind. Obviously. But, like, graphically, this stuff looks pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do one realism for it. Yeah, it's yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Oh, they totally released an emo trailer for it in typical Gears of War fashion. What, what, what emo song are they using? What song from the Donnie Darko soundtrack? They did. They, uh, <laughs> shit. If you want to ask me two days ago, I totally wouldn't be able to tell you. It's a cover yeah. of, uh, yeah, of a Johnny Cash song or something. <laughs> I think it was a Dowie song. Okay, yeah. Dashboard Professionals. Yeah. Uh, something. Because uh, okay. my mind just keeps going back to that terrible cover of In the Air Tonight that they used for Jet Space 3, and I don't know why. But I saw that trailer, I was like, oh man, this is going to suck dick, isn't it? Oh shit! Oh god, it's going to be terrible! Uh, but yeah, that, that's probably pretty much all that's fit to be uh, spoken about here. Uh, but Dark Souls 2, I got about 35% of the way through that. You like that game? Do you? Dark Souls 2. Interesting. Uh, it's growing. I, I feel like, like, I don't know, like, I guess, I guess, because, I guess because, like, the first one wasn't, you know, that prominent. And that, I just feel like that game was just a more boring version of the first one. I don't know. Like, like the first one, like, had all these, like, different, like, like things that you fought, like a big gaping dragon. And a, I think the reason, I, I think I've tied it, the reason that I don't, like, that I didn't fall in love with Dark Souls, and maybe why at first I bounced off of Dark Souls 2, sure. is that I played through Demon Souls when it came out. Yeah. Right. I have that weird yeah. collector's edition of that game. Right. And I feel like all those games since then, it's, it's the worst thing that you can say. It's incredibly reductive. Yeah. But if somebody asked me, what is Dark Souls 3, I would say, it's another one of those. Yeah, yeah. And that's not, it's, it's the best thing you can say about Bloodborne is that it's similar to, yes. but it's very different. It's very different. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the soul games are very defensive. They're very based on you shielding yourself. You don't have that many healing items. Bloodborne is you taking damage and then inflicting damage and getting yeah, your health back. Bloodborne is aggression. Yeah. You don't have a shield. You, 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 get, you get damage boosts. You get stuff back after you damage them. It's all about being aggressive. And, That's as close to Gears of War as those guys are ever getting. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I also think the art design is better than Bloodborne. That's just me. Dark Souls 3 looks really good, but I do yeah. believe that the environmental design looks better in uh, uh, in Dark Souls and in, in Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, simply because uh, most of the environments are so much more colorful in Bloodborne. Yeah. But I have heard that some of the later environments in Dark Souls 3 are very colorful. Yeah. So I have not completed this experience to take that with a grain of salt. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I have not seen these areas with my own two eyes. I'm only on the third area. Right. Um, but yeah, I like it. It's uh, It's got some of those asshole things in it that, like, whenever they did it in Dark Souls 1 or Demon's Souls, you kind of go, ha you fuckers. <laughs> you know, it's totally got that. Sure. Dragon out of bridge sequence. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, it comes out of nowhere, like, oh, fuck! Oh, it's a dragon. Oh, it comes a dragon. So I really like that. Uh, I'm playing as. Probably was one of like the lowest level classes that you can because yeah. like, I played through Dark Souls 2 
yeah, for the first time ever mm -hmm. as a sorcerer. Right. And that was like super OP right. in that game. Oh, so you're playing Dark Souls 3. I'm playing 3 now. I played 2. You played 2. Well, I played 2. Gotcha. Three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like three. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was lost in the chronology. There. Sorry. Sorry. Right. Good. Uh, so, yeah, like uh, a few weeks back, I, I checked out uh, Dark Souls 2. Just kind of bored. All my friends were talking about Dark Souls. Sure. Shut the fuck up about it. Fuck I'm like, fine. I guess I'll join the zeitgeist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. yeah. Um, so I checked it out and, uh, and got about a third of the way through it. And then uh, that Dark Souls 3, I, I spent probably, I don't know, four or five hours on it. Haven't gotten that far into it, uh, but technically it looks really nice. I'm playing it on the PS4. Yeah. Um, I've heard the Xbox One version runs fine. Yeah. Uh, it's like a little lower on frames, but overall looks fine. Yeah. Um, it's definitely not like that Final Fantasy XV demo. No. <laughs> you heard about that? I have heard about that. On the Xbox One? Yeah. That looks like dog shit. <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah, the fact that they were willing to put that out to yeah. the populace yeah. blows my mind. I think they had to put something out at this point. I don't know if they had any choice. That was. Um, um, I'm not excited about that. No, I think 15's gonna be cool. You think? Okay. I think 15's gonna do. They described it as a road trip. It's true. And you know what's kick ass? Road trips. Road trips. <laughs> Uh, like, I, I watched the first episode of the Honeyman. Yeah, no, it's no, pretty cool. The Honeyman, yeah. Uh, they're making a so weird that you watch anime now, but anyway. It's cool. I watch a lot of it. No, you watch some of it, and that's just bizarre to me. But it is like, I can't, it's fine. I'm, uh, I'm not criticizing it. It's just, it's like, it's, it's, no, it's, I, I don't know. It's still my life. It's still my life, you know. No, it's just like, it's just, it's always been a thing of like, like, ah, fuck anime. With you, and now it's like. Yeah. But I've watched quite a bit of anime that look at it and fuck that. Oh, sure. I mean, too, well, there's so much of it. Like, there's stuff that I, that I start watching, and I'm like, and I'm like, all right, cool, this looks all right, and then something really dumb happens where it just turns into a form, like, accidentally. Or, and I'm just like, what the? Well, okay. Okay. Or it's just anything from Naruto. <laughs> or Dragon Ball. <laughs> no. Dude, no. <laughs> Dude, I understand that that's from a time and place. Yeah, that, that's holy that's shit. shit. If you have no nostalgic love for Dragon Ball, wow. then I can watch this of that new thing and like, no. Now, if you have no nostalgic love for Dragon Ball, you, you will you will never like Dragon Ball. It's like there's no reason to even jump into that. So don't. Uh, yeah, I love it because I watched it when I was fucking eleven. So. It's a big deal. I've had a buddy of mine tell me that yeah. since I like Akira so much, and I think Golgo 13 is a badass video game, you know, that I should watch the Golgo 13, like the first Golgo 13 movie. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that it's so much like the video game that it's weird. It's very much like the video game. It's the, the scenes lifted directly from that yeah. and put it in the video game. So, yeah. No, sorry. He's like, like, you know, he's... Going to that lady's apartment and doing her. Yeah, just doing her right there. Can't believe it was an NES game. NES game. Doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> I mean, granted, all I did was just go there and turn the lights off. Sure. You knew it. Your health went up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did the same stuff. Word. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Dark Souls 3 seems okay. Yeah. I, I've been watching anime, like, yeah. a little bit here and there. Sure. It's definitely not as hot and heavy as it was. Like, once I finished Death Note, I was like, yeah. Well, maybe that was in the movie. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I was like, we'll watch a little more. I'll watch Barry Cafe. A polar bear cafe. So, more polar bear cafe. Uh, I do, uh, fucking thing with the guys. Uh, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. No. Yeah, I think. I mean, if you're not gonna. No. If you weren't into the first episode, then you're not gonna. 
No. I kept trying. Did you? Yeah. I kept trying. I got to like episode six. Well, okay, so episode six is the moment. Characters. Yeah. The story. Yeah. Like, it's oh, yeah. art is beautiful. Oh, art beautiful. But like, interpersonal relationships suck. Yeah. It's boring. It, it can be. I watched the first season of uh, Sword Art Online. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I heard that they don't watch season two, so you know what? I'm not watching I've heard season two's back too. I've watched season two. Season one, though. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Give him that a the hot seal approval. Oh, seal approval. Bing, it's right there. Bing. Cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it should just be like a big old clunk. Like those click stands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> Uh but yeah, I guess that's that's really all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Biggest piece of news. Yes. Is this PlayStation 4.5? Yes. Um, there's also a piece of news with the executive from Rockstar that's getting involved in the bloody, bloody lawsuits yeah. uh, with them. But let's start with this PlayStation 4.5 stuff. So around the GDC time, I think it was right around the time of our last recording. Yeah. Um, the rumors started flooding out about uh, Sony and Microsoft are going to be releasing and you know, 0.5 iterations of their systems. Sure. Think like the the iPhone 5S to the iPhone 5. Yeah. Uh, more powerful, can output in uh, 4K resolutions, that kind of shit. Yeah. Better frame rates, but still compatible with all the games. So people who have the old system don't have to necessarily buy the new one unless they want better performance, that kind of thing. Sure. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, well, I got 4K TV. Yeah. Yeah. I I would play my PlayStation a lot more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm interested. Sure. At this point, not so sure. Yeah. But, uh, because if you want to start thinking about this as like an iteration cycle, if every two years you're going to put out one of these for maybe a total of six years, sure. and then lead into a next box, yeah. uh, I'll get the next one. Yeah. Uh, because you don't go out and buy an iPhone 5 and then buy the 5X. Yeah. You wait for the 6. You wait for the 6. You know, you don't buy the Galaxy S3 and the 4, you know, you, you skip it. You skip it. You know, the, the iteration stuff is not going to be that big because what the, a lot of the technical specs leaked out on the PlayStation Neo. Yeah. This is the code name for what had previously been known for 4.5. Um, it contains an upgraded uh, CPU and GPU and RAM. Yeah. Now, this is strictly clock speed. These are the same chips, but these are lower clock chips. Right. Uh, and also, uh, the even though the chip itself is different, these are going to be, rumor has it, 14 nanometer chipsets, which is the latest standard that all new cell phones are going to, uh, that all you know, consumer devices, PCs, everybody's going, I mean, back to the... 360 PS3 era, they were making a big deal out of like 40 nanometer and 60 nanometer. At this point, we're getting down there in size, uh, which is going to help generate less heat. And if there's one problem that the PlayStation 4s had that's not super widespread, is that they do eventually overheat and get very loud. And some can fail. the Xbox One doesn't tend to have that problem because it's just room in There's a ton of vents on the back of your PS6. It's all vents. It's all vents. The whole thing is vents. Well, and I, I think the fact that the Xbox has a larger box, maybe that helps. Um, but they also have a full-size hard drive there, and those do generate more heat than those laptop-sized drives. Yeah. Um, but especially if you start getting these hard drives that are like 7,200 RPM, lesser quality, aftermarket drives you're putting in your PS4, those can generate more heat. Um, so you got, you know, uh, 
even though you're not getting that disc thrashing around heat that you got last generation because these games are installed on there, uh, there still seems to be something to be said for uh, this early in the console life cycle for that to be happening. But I don't think it'll ever become any kind of epidemic. But right. it is something, it does happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're uh, going to shrink the chip size down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, this does happen. The uh, If you remember, there were code names for the Xboxes, like the Falcon chipset and the Zephyr chipset. Yeah. Uh, but when they were shrinking this stuff down to help, you know, increase the stability of the Xbox 360 uh, to prevent those hardware failures, this sounds like a similar approach to that, except instead of just redesigning the box, they said, what if we hot routed this thing? Yeah. You know, what if we made it faster? Made it faster. Um, better, faster, stronger. In about three weeks uh, before uh, this, these leaks about the PlayStation Neo uh, even started emerging as a PlayStation 4.5, uh, you had had Phil Spencer come out at, I believe it was Microsoft's Build event, uh, where they had said that, you know, all uh, Xbox One consoles with the next update will be able to be developing consoles. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually build games on this and build apps on them and things like that, yeah. uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, he also said that, you know, they are investigating and are interested in the idea of having iterative hardware cycles where you can have better boxes. He said, no, we're not interested in making a box where you can pull the video card out of it and shit like that. He said, no, we want to release, you know, something more naked to the mobile phone market style approach. Sure. And this started to jive. Yeah. You know, this started to make some significant sense. And then, uh, so the PlayStation 4.5 winners came out, and then, like, about a week later, somebody asked, uh, Phil Spencer said, hey, it sounds like this 4.5 uh, PlayStation stuff is sounding pretty legit, you know, uh, are you guys going to be moving forward with your project? And uh, Phil Spencer at that time, right, he would be blowing smoke up everybody's ass, uh, but he said, that wasn't necessarily what I was speaking about. I was thinking of more of a full step as opposed to a half step. Right. Um, but in some way maintaining an ecosystem. Yeah. So it being something where you can have an Xbox 2. Yeah. That like, still plays all the Xbox One games. Okay. It still uses the same store. It still has the same interface, right. and is probably compatible across more like ninety percent of titles. Right. Um, it sounds like more like that's what Microsoft's looking at for that. Granted, we won't know anything until either. Yeah. And who knows? They may walk out of there and just say nothing. Yeah. Because yeah. Microsoft did something even crazier, and last month said that every Xbox One exclusive first-party title comes out on PC now. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, Why even box? It's just like, hey, you got Windows 10? Hey, here's a game. Uh, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, but it also ties you more into their marketplace because the only way to get the, uh, for Quantum Break, this is what they did. They say this yeah. is what they're going to do from now on is when you buy a digital version of an Xbox One game, yeah. you get the digital version of the Windows 10 and version yeah. of that same title and you get cross save. Yeah. So say I've got a computer in my bedroom, yeah. whatever else, you can save on your Xbox One and pick it up on your PC uh, and play a much better looking version of that game, I'm fucking sure. Uh, <laughs> as it says, more typical of the PC that's to risk. Well, it is pretty typical the fact that Xbox One games lately, man. <laughs> Not that good looking? Well, it's just, that divide's getting bigger between PC and consoles, sure. and it's even starting to show itself a little more between, especially if you start stacking up the most impressive stuff yeah. on each console together. Right. Man, <laughs> Xbox does have a hard road to go. Yeah. If you look at Uncharted, right. yeah. and you look at anything else on the Xbox One, yeah. that can fuck up. Yeah. 
Looks like a different generation of video game. Uh, yeah. so let's get back to PlayStation here. So sure. it sounds like Microsoft has decided to either hold their cards against their chest or, or take a stopgap and say, mm, we'll take a knee on this for a minute. Yeah. Let's see how Sony does with this. Because yeah. you start chopping up your marketplace, especially this early in the generation, yeah. so, uh, you can just scare off consumers. Plus, I'm sure Microsoft is more concerned with getting to 199 bucks. Right. Yeah. That's the price point. That's the price point for their, for their consoles. $199, $149, and $99 are where you're going to sell the most of your consoles that you will ever sell. And, you know, I mean, the Xbox 360 never even got to that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because they iterated on the box so many times that uh, it just became hard to get there. So, you know, there's a possibility if they wanted to, they could just have that same Xbox One be the thing for the next four years and then say, hey, we're going to come out balls of blazing right. for the next generation. All of it, all the things. Who knows? Yeah. It, it's, it's our, we're still yeah. early at this point to the point where this PlayStation 4.5 thing feels weird. <laughs> uh, it's very early for them to come out with a, a, a second generation for their system. Uh, for you to be the most successful one. Yeah, and to already be iterating yeah. feels weird. And yeah. more, most successful by a mile! Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just, they, maybe they thought, maybe they, you know, like, like they, they had the idea for all this stuff, didn't know they could implement it, and then realized they could pretty easily, and they had to fire. Like, like maybe they don't want to wait to the end of this console like to fire. But as you'll hear in some of their plans, yeah. A lot of this stuff makes a lot of fucking sense. Sure, sure. Um, Alright, so here's what it's got. The uh, original PS4 has a CPU that's 8 Jaguar cores and 1.6 gigahertz. Right. Now this one is 8 Jaguar cores. The Atari Jaguar? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's 8 Atari Jaguar. Yeah, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, this is their custom AMD chipset. It's, it's a big console. Big. But these cores are all 2.1 gigahertz per. Right. Which is nice. Right. Uh, and their GPU... Uh, is an AMD GCN 18C US mm-hmm. at 800 megahertz in the old PS4, and the new one has improved uh, GCN 36 C- uh, CUs at 911 megahertz. Right. Significant upgrade in GPU. That's, from what everybody has said, that's the number that means something. Right. Is that that, conceivably, that GPU gives you a lot more overhead. So if you're GPU bound, for things like frame rate at this point, right. this means uh, the difference between 30 and 60. Yeah. Which is important. Right? Yeah. Um, another thing that could also be a, a, a bit of a differentiator, but I've heard it's less so, is that the uh, DDR5 that's in there is currently 8 gigabytes in the current unit, 160 gigabytes a second. Uh, new one is uh, 218 gigabytes a second. Right. Um, so that's significant. Uh, significant. Yeah. Now, the other thing is that Sony set out a lot of what Microsoft used to refer to as tier search. Okay. Is there uh, basically requirements that have to meet? Yeah. Um, for you to do this. Okay. So they they have said in this documentation that was acquired by Giant Mom and other sources mm-hmm. uh, that your games moving forward come September. Mm-hmm. If you release in September or later. Uh, well, actually, in the month of September, you have to have a Neo patch available on day one. Right. It doesn't have to ship on it on the disc, but whenever you throw that in there, it has to have a, DO, uh, a Neo patch that downloads so that it enables 4K. Right. Sure. Um, in addition to that, this, it will have a hardware scale. Uh, so even if your game doesn't run natively at 4K, mm-hmm. it needs to at least be able to scale to 4K. Right. Um, so in a lot of these... A lot of these assets that are being generated for games yeah. are capable of being up-resed well. 
Like, I'm up-resing on my TV now, and I haven't had any games look completely butt up. Right. Um, I have had some stuff look a little odd. Yeah. Um, but mine's not a hardware renderer that's in a system. Mine is a hardware renderer that is in my television. Right. Um, so, we'll see how that affects things. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm of the opinion that the, the 1080p scaler that was in the Xbox 360 yeah. was incredible yeah. for this haunt. Sure. Uh, what it was able to do, uh, it made those games look significantly better. Yeah. Um, so if you take something that's at 1080p and then hardware render it inside your box to 4K and spit it out to a native 4K television, you get up with a really nice image. Yeah. Also, I'm curious to hear that they, they don't say in here if that's going to have a 4K Blu-ray drive in it, because yeah. those UHD uh, 4K Blu-rays are just hitting the market, right. and Sony really wants to get a foothold with those because they have a significant market share of Blu-ray. Right. So, and it, considering the, the disc would conceivably need to be bigger to hold 4K content and 1080p content, yeah. on one disc, I'm inclined to think they might put that new Blu-ray drive, uh, drive in there, and all those uh, UHD 4K Blu-ray players are 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of that whole PlayStation 3 argument. Yeah, it's 600 bucks, but the Blu-ray player is 600 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and not a lot of people are buying this anymore, but that's another added bonus uh, they're throwing in there. Sure. Um, and also, the Neo is going to have an additional 512, uh, 512 megabytes uh, in the memory budget for them to spend in any way that they want. Okay. Uh, and a, a lot of people are saying that's what will be devoted to scale. Yeah. Um, sure. Scales down, scales up, on whatever, too. Uh, yeah. And so all games come September that are released then will have to be Neo compatible. Right. Um, and then everything after that, it has to be, uh, after the month of September, any game release has to have uh, a Neo package, the 4K package on the disc. Yeah. They have said that the that you can have your difference be this game still runs on 1080p and upreses to 4K, right. but runs at a better frame rate, yeah. or it can be the same frame rate and runs uh, at the higher resolution. Yeah. But they have said that under no circumstances are you allowed to release a game that runs at 4K native resolution but at a lower frame rate than the standard PS4 game. Right. Uh, so it's you know. If you think about it this way, there are a lot of people that run PC games and kind of crappy frame rates compared to what they could because they want it to look greater. Sure. Uh, under no circumstances is that allowed. Right. Um, they also have said that for PS4s, like standard PS4s, you cannot trim any content out of your games for Neo-only purposes. Right. Uh, purposes. Right. So you can't say, well, this multiplayer is only available if you have the new one. Yeah. If you're not allowed to do that. Um, so it sounds like Sony's got... This is going to sound weird, but multinational, multi-billion dollar corporation. It sounds like they have their heart in the right place when it comes to it. <laughs> they have no heart. It, it, it sounds like they're, yeah, no. they're thinking straight about this. Yeah, they yeah, understand yeah. that this is going to be a, a, a bridge to cross. Right. And they were posed with the idea of redesign their box. Yeah. And have yeah. to do the same shit. Yeah. Or make something new. Make something brand new. Um, but this leads me to believe that I don't think they would ever charge more for this thing yeah. than they charged for a PS4 at launch. Right. So it puts me in the mind thinking yeah. one of two things. At Christmas time, the old box goes down to 249 or 299 from 349. Right. Uh, and the new box is 400. 
Yeah. Uh, or they ride that thing out at 349 for the old box until stock is gone and yeah. it's gone. And then it's gone, period. They don't, they don't sell that much. It's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting to bring that up because like, it, it is typical for PlayStation to do this for a new model of their system halfway through. Or even just a little bit through, like the, the thinner PlayStations, you know, everybody's got that first PlayStation 2, you know, then the, the thinner ones came out, and all sorts of different variations. And they weren't, I mean, the PlayStation, with the PS2, they weren't, granted, this was not like a feature difference set or anything like that. Right. But the fat PlayStation 2s, they didn't discount them that much. No, they didn't. They just yeah. let stock run out, and it always seems to happen right around the time that the new things coming out, it's just like, oh, yeah. stock's gone. Oh, stock's gone. What happened? Uh, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. I, since they're not swapping internals, yeah, yeah, but I think they could get crazy with this thing and say, "Yeah, that new 4K system, 300 bucks, go get one." Yeah, yeah, it's the same internal. Yeah, yeah, I don't know because <laughs> that's the thing that I'm thinking about. Is that like, what if they've gotten to a point where after getting kind of embarrassed last generation, yeah. they just want to grind Microsoft's face into the dirt and say, get out of my game, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they're pissed off from last year. Wouldn't you be? I would, yeah. They did everything they could to embarrass you that yeah. entire generation. That's true. They released a box that was fucking broken and it crushed you in the States. <laughs> and if you yeah. hadn't beat them in Asia, if you hadn't beat them in Europe, yeah. you would have lost heart. You would have lost heart, yeah. Crazy, and then Nintendo is just over there playing with their. It's playing the sandcastle. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do our own thing. We're losing money. We're gonna get it back. They're doing fine. They're doing fine now. They lost money. I mean, but yeah, yeah it's like, then they got. It. They still have. Like, they, they stabilized. They, they still have like five hundred billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. They're crazy. They could get yeah. loans to nations. Yeah, it's yeah. just they. It was just, they shouldn't do that. No, 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 because uh, no nation can hold the debt that everybody owes anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> it's all fake. It's all nonsense. We're all screwed. Sorry. 7 Eleven was an inside job. 7 Eleven was an inside job. And then all the whole chain. Like all of it. 7 Eleven was an inside job. Well, that's the title of this book. I like that too. <laughs> that's the title of this book. Uh, no. But uh, I think that's a pretty good song, huh? You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. It is interesting because yeah, the, the first time that they've taken this whole like second second box kind of thing and then like ramp it up to something newer and bigger uh, with the guts. You know, there's, there's more things that can branch off of that. I don't know. I don't know. And again, like you said, like the, the PC divides getting getting harder. Maybe they want to make sure they don't. Lose into lose that. Well, no. the consoles are selling at an impeccable rate this generation. Sure. Even the Xbox One, I think, is pacing yeah. with where the 360 was hardware sales wise. Right. You know, even though it's it's easy right now to look at it in an install base perspective on a worldwide scale, but that thing's fucking lagging. Yeah. yeah. In the States it's doing fine. Sure. It doesn't win very often, maybe it wins two months of the year. Yeah. But it's fine. Yeah. Um, it will. That division is not going to go extinct. Yeah. But I do think that five years from now, that their entire entertainment and devices division yeah. will be entirely different. Yeah. Um, I think that Phil Spencer's vision for this is spinning off their entertainment and devices division into something that is an amorphous thing, yeah. much in the same way that you know Windows Phone, their tablet devices, their PCs. Use an interfi- uh, unified interface at this point. Yeah. I think that 
pull the Xbox into that division. Yeah. You know, the, the new box runs on Windows 10 already. Um, and I will say that, you know, after a few months of that thing being real shitty, yeah. uh, when they put Windows 10 on there, it was a lot better now. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they really seem to have shook a lot of the, the, the moths out of that thing. Maybe I'll update my computer now. It keeps asking me. Uh, <laughs> I would have said PC at work. Yeah. Fucking works great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when it first came out, I was talking about the problem, but I think it's moved all over. That, that's so, the first couple months of an OS. Yeah, yeah. First couple months of every OS. Yeah. Uh, you know, the same thing. Um, but yeah, awesome. Uh, I think that's, uh... I got one more thing. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just kind of a, right. a quick thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, 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 I recommend you go check out what's going on with Rockstar. Okay. I don't, I don't have to know. Is that a video series or no? <laughs> what's going on with Rockstar? It's an energy drink. It's an energy drink. <laughs> Uh, it's called What's Going On by Rocks. By Rocks. By Rocks. Uh, no, like, there is, uh, uh, I can't remember his first name, his last name is Benzies. Right. Um, he was one of the, uh, there are three creative heads of Rockstar Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. There are the, uh, uh, the brothers. Yeah, I forget their names too. Fuck. I can't believe I'm blanking this right now. Uh, <laughs> no worries. Alright, so there's the brothers and then there's this other guy. We can look it up, I can make it sound a little smart. No, okay. Uh, and then Benzies. And basically, okay. they've all been there since the beginning. They were to yeah. main entertainment. Sure. Uh, back when, uh, David Cage, whatever the guy's, the guy went on to make crack Yeah. Back yeah. when he was there making GTA 1, these guys were all there together. Right, yeah. Making yeah. these weird fucking games. Yeah. yeah. Um, they made Uniracer. Yeah. 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 That's how long ago so these guys were there. Oh, man. We should talk about you. We should definitely. Um, all right, so good at it anymore. It sucks. Go on. You gotta get those spins, man. No, I get those spins. But all right, so basically, um, he went on sabbatical a few months ago. He was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go on an 18 month sabbatical." And it was it was listed as like some kind of amicable thing. Like, yeah. "Hey, I've been here working solid for about 20 years. I just had a break for a little bit." Right. Come to find out, I'm like, real fucking dark. Oh, really? Come to find out, like he. Him and it was a dark sabbatical. Did he go to like no, like uh, him and the brothers yeah. uh, of Rockstar North fame, the GTA people. Sure. Um, Benzies was always known as the closer. Right. Uh, he was known as the guy that, like, if a game was broken, if you were getting close to shipping a game, you call Benzies. He shows up, and everything comes together. He's sure. he's the wolf. From Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, the Harvey Keitel. He's the Harvey Keitel. Oh, you call him the Wolf? Oh, yeah, you call him the Wolf, are you? Alright, so, uh, basically, like, Red Dead Redemption was broken three months before it shipped. Right. And he fixed it. Okay. He's that kind of guy who can get all processes in order to complete a game. Right. So, he, uh, basically, as part of his sabbatical, he was in the midst of this huge conflict with them. Who had said, they had promised me the rights that I could go off form a studio, and on a third-party basis, work with existing Rockstar IP to make games that you would publish for me to take Right. Okay. Yeah. And claims to have all kind of documentation that corroborates this. Huh. It says, this was promised to me for years, and blew up on these people. Says he has incriminating photos. Wow. All sorts of shit. It, like, all the shit you've heard, like, because you've always heard all these rumors about Rockstar that, like, they work with crazy hours, are all drug addicts, they're all alcoholics. <laughs> like, there have been, like, quiet rumors out of that studio for years. Right, yeah, and yeah. apparently, according to this guy, that shit's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like all the characters from Grand Theft Auto Five, and that's the crew. <laughs> yeah. And this shit sounded granted, I don't ever think this is going to try. Right, yeah, yeah. But they had to make their public depositions and their claims made public, so he sued Rockstar, and Rockstar is now insurance suing him. Right, okay. For defamation, I assume? Is that there? Yes. Okay. Uh, and I think they're also trying to take shares from them, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you're in gross negligence. We're taking we're taking it all. And he also claims that they owe him like $160 million. Wow. Oh, crap. Uh, all right. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So it was just like a come to Jesus moment here. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Uh, well, it's also like, this reeks fondly of... Uh, uh, Marty O'Donnell, the composer from Bungie, yeah, Bungie yeah. they cut him right before the game came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds a lot like that. Yeah. That never made it to trial. No, they beat his ass and he went the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> they don't talk about it anymore. Oh, no. They don't talk about it anymore. And, oh, yeah, like, he's on an island somewhere going, God. <laughs> the, the Titanfall, well, not Titanfall, but the uh, Infinity Ward stuff never went to trial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The... Uh, most, most of the stuff. Because you're trying to disclose too much in public. Exactly, you disclose all of your information, all of your code, basically everything has to be disclosed, and no one wants to do that. I mean, shit, no one wants well, to do that. If Benzies goes on record and says, I can prove yeah. that I have touched almost every part of this video game because I put a watermark in the code. Exactly. And you can fucking and you find, find that watermark everywhere. And the one that did go to trial was Silicon Knights, <laughs> and Dennis Dyack claimed he did that, and then uh, he yeah. rewrote all this code, and then uh, fucking Epic yeah. required him to present his uh, his shit in court, yeah. and then uh, and the court got to look at it and said, well, "This is all Epic's code, you idiot. <laughs> all you did was just add things to it. This is a derivative work. Yeah. You lose. Yeah. And that kind of doesn't exist anymore. And I hope nobody ever gives Dennis Dyack money ever again." <laughs> Ever. Well, and then there's, then there's the time it, it worked out in uh, favor of the, of the larger company with Tenyan. Uh, with the Tenyan versus Nintendo yeah. trial. Because they had a bunch of deprecated code in their rabbit chip that they claimed they came up with themselves. But they actually stole it from the patent office. <laughs> so, and they had a bunch of deprecated code in it. So, well, and, yeah, uh, just, but they uh, never go to trial. It also, but the activism thing, they yeah. won that against Nintendo. Yeah. They won that against Acting pointing against Nintendo, yeah, that's right. No, I guess it's hard. I guess it's hard. Sorry, yeah. Everybody wins lawsuits against the target. I don't know how they're still doing. Uh, they're really <laughs> not. <laughs> they're not really. Just, no, it's just like, I've got, I've got Infogrom's entire operation at this point. is like 15 dudes in an office going like, so that's, uh, that Xbox Live on name coming last month? Oh, it's bad. Oh, it's bad. Oh, is that real bad? Oh, it's bad. Okay. Okay. No, no Call, call Warner Brothers back, see if they want the rest of this IP to go with what they bought from Midway. <laughs> no company full party this year. Uh, that's really where, not to go farther off on a tangent, that's, right. that's really where all the last wheels fell off of Atari's ship. Yeah. Was when they lost their lawsuit to the guys who went on to found Midway and lost all that other IP that Midway went on to, you know, to churn out like your rushes, let's um, all that other stuff, jam. When they lost that, yeah. they lost everything. Yeah, it's like it seems to never uh, benefit. Because even when Nintendo won against Tenyan, uh, they still had to 
they still had to change their policies on third-party stuff all the way board, just because people were pissed off at them. Yeah. So they didn't have to legally change anything the way they did anything, but they had to because everybody was pissed. So whenever it goes to trial, it benefits fucking nobody. <laughs> That's why I have to pay people off yeah. and just not go to trial. If you want the real Nintendo seal of quality, look for it on the bag of the box. <laughs> the bag of the box. I got still on there, even though all that shovelware came off of the Wii. Yeah, yeah. Look at it go like, woof, woof, Jesus. Like, ugh. Oh, that poor seal. Like the comics code. Woof. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, that's uh, podcast. Pretty good. Uh, ran pretty alright. Uh, that's our season three opener. Uh, glad you guys hopped on. Uh, I was going to have a segment to close these things out, um, but I forgot what it was. So you know what? That'll be next week. I'll remember uh, the segment. I'm sure he's right up there. It's true. I think it's just me asking you like, some weird question and then you answering. Okay. Uh, but I, can't, I don't have one set up, so um, there you go. Um, all right, well, I got one. All right, here it is. The new segment, Ask Oscar Questions. Is it hot dog a sandwich? Uh, no. No, no, no. If, if, if you... It's me, the bun. As you know, uh, it's like, uh, you're, 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 uh, I'm, I'm more of a Bagman fan here, but you know of Bagman, obviously. Um, and as you know, that since the first one, it's always been fan submissions for each Mega Man boss. Like what would be your Mega Man boss if you were to ever pop it in? Take as much time as you like, I'll edit it down as know you answer immediately off the top of your brilliant mind. So, uh, yeah, Mega Man boss, what would it be? Uh, what would your Mega Man boss You're the Muscle Car Man? There's never been a Muscle Car Man. Muscle Car Man. Muscle Car Man, man. man. alright. Okay, shoot your pistons at you. And he meant his charge attack is burnout. Yeah, yeah, that's alright. Yeah, Muscle Car Man. That's good, Muscle Car Man. Muscle Car Man. And that was in real time, we embedded that. That was quick. That was quick, that was pretty quick. Because you know what I'm usually thinking about? Yeah, muscle cars. And I didn't think every answer. It's just like, you're gonna do this in video game book, muscle car. Yeah, yeah, that'd be alright. Uh, I, I think the design of that would be okay. Uh, you got like the chassis for like the. Well, he's got racing stripes on the chassis. Racing stripes and the chassis for a chest and everything. Yeah, that'd be alright. I like that guy. Yeah. That works. I like that. Uh, that's uh, that's it for this episode of the Respect Podcast. Uh, you can check us out at BeatleStruck.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeatleStruck or on Twitter uh, at VideoDestruct. You can also follow Haas on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter! At Haas underscore buddy. Uh, I talk about uh, training for half marathon. Yep. I talk about wrestling. Yep. I talk about Chuck Colombo. Yeah, you do. Uh, and you talk to wrestling like but that's it for this episode, guys. We will see you next time. Willow, go lay down.